Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Devil's Podcast. This is Stretford Paddock. I am Adam McCullough. Those two clowns are Jay and Joe. We're here to have a little bit of a chimwag about all things chipmunk against Stormzy. That's what we're talking. Only joking, guys. We have to we have to talk about Paul Pogba again. We have to talk about Paul Pogba again. We have to talk about transfers again. We have to talk about Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, Ed Woodward, and his briefs. That's what we're talking about. Joe is in his briefs. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good, mate. Yeah, how are you doing? It's a shame we have to go over all these points again, as you keep saying, like the poor Pogba stuff especially. I thought we'd left that behind. I thought we were close to a new deal. And then for some reason, he can't answer the way that we want him to, to questions. Every year he, he has his little pre-season or his, his sort of, you know, I'd still want mine going to Real Madrid type talk. Um, obviously, we'll go through that a bit well, more. Well, this but, was just a brief, uh, yeah, I'm good. brief intro, Joe. I don't, I don't want you to get stuck into it. Just I ended up saying, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Jay, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> oh. Expand. I think we, do, do, do you not just want to talk about Chip against Stormzy? See, was I didn't Chip know, right? Was what, he right what's going on here with this? Video I, didn't, I didn't know what's, what's going on here. I'm not like you, Macker. I'm not into the, the, the grime scene. I'm not like Matt Hancock. I'm not a massive grime fan. So I what's... Know. What about... <laughs> Joe. So let's get Joe's opinion on it. So yeah. Bill Chip, guy. And Stormzy have been going back to back, little jabs, little friendly jabs in, in in songs. I think Chip started it, Stormzy continued it, and then Stormzy went to his yard in a Lamborghini. Yeah, pulled yeah. up in a Lamborghini with a couple of men, went to his house, never got in, had to go home. Chip month, three months later, releases the CCTV footage. Is that a bit weird? Is that right? Is that wrong? <laughs> And he released two diss tracks at the same time. When you say he went to his house, what was he going to his house for? To fight him or just to... What, why I'm not? Who knows? Could have been... Could have been Jehovah's Witness. Could have been... <laughs> just a big chat. Cup of soup and a big, big chat. chat. Yeah, just crisps and chats. <laughs> yeah, he brought a hot chocolate round. <laughs> he brought a couple of sachets of auctions hot chocolates. They were going to stay... Put more marshmallows in there. That's why I brought we're a blowtorch. We're going to all once and for all. So we're going to yeah, exactly. Um, Campfire style. So, so, so was Chipmunk right, Joe? Uh, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But it's also a bit weird to turn up at someone's house. I would say... <laughs> <laughs> that settles it then. We've, we've, we've dealt with a serious issue this week. Um, let's get stuck into then. Paul Pogba. Um, mm. Paul Pogba obviously um, has been speaking this week. And depending on which quote you saw, because in one interview, he gave two quotes, which were, 
I had a little dig at the lads in the paddock WhatsApp group for um, going for the clickbait option. Um, but there was two two quotes floating around. Um, and and one was one was presented, the other one was kind of hidden a little bit. Um, obviously, the one that got the headlines was oh, I, I dreamed of playing for Real Madrid. Have you got the full quote there, Joel? I've got the full quote. So this is from Sky Sports and they've said, Paul Pogba says there's been no contact from Manchester United over a contract extension and that all footballers would love to play for Real Madrid. Uh, the French midfielder's contract at Old Trafford is due to expire at the end of the current campaign. Although United have an option for a further year. He's currently on international duty uh, and at a media conference ahead of the games uh, for internationals, he said, all football players would love to play for Real Madrid. It's a dream for me. Why not one day? I'm uh, I'm in Manchester and I love my club. I'm playing for Manchester. I'm having fun and I want to do everything to put the club where it deserves it. I will give everything to the max like my teammates. Uh, then he said, at the moment, I'm in Manchester and I'm concentrated about getting back to my best form. So uh, I think there will be a moment when the club come to me and talk and maybe they'll offer something. So far, not. That's about his contract, not Real Madrid. So far, nothing has happened. I can't tell you something that I don't know. But obviously, the, the bit about Madrid where he says... You know, uh, every all football players would love to play for Real Madrid. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's a dream for me. Why not one day? That's the bit you're talking about that everyone's gone mad on. Yeah. And right, rightly so, after you've just lost 6-1, I guess. Yeah. Um, right, right. <laughs> the Real Madrid, what, you have to, after that performance? I don't know. Now, everybody <laughs> knows that I am, a, you know, I like Paul Pogba. Um, I feel he's been harshly... Uh, criticised that sometimes. Um, I think he mm. deserved criticism for his performances in in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and I would have liked to have seen Donny van der Beek take his place in the team. And I believe with that comment about Real Madrid, it would be easier for him to say, look, I'm focusing. He could have said all of that Man United stuff without saying that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But he's always asked about Real Madrid. And I think... Players that aren't from England, they have like they have this thing about Real Madrid. So it doesn't kind of it doesn't surprise me, but I was like rolling my eyes, thinking you could have just left that bit out. You know what I mean? You're not helping yourself at the moment when we've just lost six one. Um, but you could also look at it as I haven't had a contract offer yet. Maybe he's he's saying that in order to 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 get those talks progressive. Um, we've heard that the club. I've wanted to make those talks happen, but but it looks like nothing hasn't happened. Rayola has even spoken about about getting those talks going on. So whether it's the club again dilly dallying around something, they did it with Ander Herrera. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be about to do it again. We don't know. They they probably feel they've got that cushion of the optional extra year. They're taking their time, and Paul Pogba's used that opportunity where he's been asked about Real Madrid to say, "Look, I love the club. I want to help things get back." to where we are, but I haven't had enough of yet. Again, the Real Madrid stuff stinks when you've just lost 6-1. It stinks at any time, especially if you're a United fan, but that's just my opinion on it. Um, Joe, Jay? Yeah, go on, Jay. You have a, you have a go first. Um, yeah, I mean, I think with, the thing with Popper is like, he's not stupid. Like, I don't buy that he's naive, and I don't buy that Rayola pulls all the strings. I think Popper is a very intelligent lad who knows what how comments get taken when he says them. He's not that daft. He knows what happens when he talks about Real Madrid. And I think, okay, he's asked, because he's always asked with France, because the Zidane thing, they love to throw the, the question at him, because mm. it sells papers and it's like kind of semi-relevant because of Zidane. But like you say, you know, when you've just been beating 6-1, your performances haven't been great this season. Now's not the time to be mentioning how you'd love to play for Real Madrid. And I don't think you can say, oh, well, maybe he didn't realise or he's naive. Because I don't think he is naive. I think Paul Pop is a very clever lad. And I think, you know, I, I actually think he might have missed the tr- his, his chance to go to Madrid. I don't know. I might be wrong. But I think a couple of seasons ago when he said he wanted a new challenge, that was probably the summer it could have happened. But they didn't. They went big on Hazard and a few other players. Mm. Didn't really come in with a proper bid for him. I know teams will always be interested in, in Paul Pogba, but... I don't know. I think the fee that he's going to command and, and the, the the wages and the, the the sort of what we United want for him. I don't know if if Madrid will even come in for him with that sort of money. I don't know. I think he might he might end up sort of dragging on again. But I mean, right now you just want to see a bit of unity from the team. You just want to see players like not not being deluded and saying, "Oh, you know, everything's great" or whatever. But just you know, like the, the second part he said of that quote was fine. It's fantastic. Yeah, 
I want to get United back to where they belong or whatever it was. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I want to do my best and get my form up to scratch. I'm, you know, I'm at United and I'm focused on that. Like you said, Mackie, that's fine. You don't need to, you know, the Madrid thing. Even if you're asked, you can say my focus isn't about Madrid. It's about Manchester United. That's who I play for. You don't have to. Oh yeah, one day I'd love to go and play for Madrid. He wouldn't. Well, that's not what fans want to hear at the minute. You know, we're all hurting. We're all angry. And, and the thing with Pogba is it goes a little bit one extreme to the other with the fans. Fans mm. jump on him for, for too much sometimes. Like he's the, the the sort of the root of all evil and all this other drivel. And you've seen fans at the ground like having giving it having a go at him the time he responded, which I thought he handled quite well to be honest. When those guys were giving him a load of stick near the tunnel, and then you have the other extreme where it's like he can do no wrong, and it's uh, all the other players are terrible, and he should just move on. And I just like to see Paul Pogba, you know, getting back to the form we saw just before, um, just when he came back from lockdown, because we didn't see much of him last season. Then when he came back into the team, he, he reminded us what we've been missing almost immediately. We know what a talent he is. We know we need him. Anyone that says we don't need Paul Pogba is fucking deluded because we do. So you just want to see him playing well for Manchester United and, and doing what he just said there, getting us back to where we belong and just forgetting about this Real Madrid shit for just just forget about it for at least a year because he's not going anywhere now. Yeah, honestly, for me, it's like as someone who, alongside you, Adam, I know and I know you have as well, Jay, who sat and defended him and and said not that he sees us defending him and he's we, he needs our, our backing and all that, but someone who, yeah, but players who people who. I've always said he's, he's United's best player. I think he was United's. He should have been United's player of the year the season before last. Uh, but at some point, you just think, "What are you doing? Like, who? Where? What? What is it that goes through his head when someone asks him that question? Where he thinks, you know, what? I can't just lie. I can't just pretend. I can't just put this brave face and I can't just say this thing about Man United without saying something about Real Madrid as well. You just think at some point, you think it's getting harder and harder to defend him." When this is the second time he's done this, you mentioned a couple of seasons ago when he came out and said, "Oh, a new challenge would be all right." You just think like the whole point of what I don't, think, I don't do... think it's anywhere near that though. I don't. No, mean, no, no, I... no, 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 no. This one now isn't him saying like that new no, challenge was, no, was literally saying. No, I want this leave. isn't. Yeah, yeah that's, this, this isn't that. the same as that. But for me, it's in the same category. It's another one on the. You put it on the list. You put it in the in the bag of things he shouldn't have said. Things that make it seem like he wants to leave United. Things that add fuel to the fire that's already there. You think he's not helping himself. He's not helping the club. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a slap in the face of the club. To be honest, to pay him so much money in all I use back after what happened with Jose. Try to leave him had to get rid of him. Then you've had Ole come and you know make him one of the focal points of the team. I just think it, it is. I think it is. A, it's a bit of a disrespectful comment, I think, to, to Ollie, especially when we know that such a focus of this current squad is players who want to be here, young players, players who know what it's like to play for Man United. He's been at Man United, you know, obviously left uh, when he was young, but he's been here as a young kid. He knows what it's like and what the, what the the idea is here is at Man United. You just think, at what point is he gonna? Just you know, give us two or three seasons of I don't care about on the pitch stuff, which I, I mean I do, but just off the pitch. Can't you just be the, the the professional person that you're being paid to be for a couple of years? I just I don't know. It just seems like you sat there, you sit defending, and you sit. I've, I've always said he's our best player, and we need him. But you just sort of think, well, when's he gonna when's he gonna act as though or give the respect back that that sort of I tried to give him? I know that he me my relationship with him doesn't exist, but you just feel like what's the point in defending him? I don't know. It just seems it's just a real slap in the face. I think I know it's. You know, players stuff like this. I think not like if he, someone said, "Well, Real Madrid," and he goes, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I don't want to talk about other clubs apart from United." It's not like Zidane's going to sit there and go, "Oh well, that's that then." I guess he don't want to join. <laughs> you can say you can say one thing publicly and another thing behind the scenes. This isn't direct contact with Zidane. This is saying it to the media. And as you said, Jay, he's a smart lad. He knows that what he says is it, it, and the way it will be interpreted, and the fact that he keeps, you know. Again, this isn't as bad as him saying, I want a new challenge, basically, I want to leave. But it's it's part way down that road. And you just think, why are you saying this? There's no need for you to say this and for you to keep saying it, especially when I would say currently he's going through the worst form he's ever had at United. I think generally when people have slagged off his on-the-field performances, it's been wide of the mark and he's actually been very good. But he has been very poor this season. And then to come out after the 6-1, after how bad he's been, and say, you know what, Real Madrid won't be bad, would it, lads? I just think it's 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 just completely the wrong message to be sending out. And if I was social, I'd be absolutely fuming at that. Mm-hmm. I, I can see I can see that point of view as well. But I think I don't know if was that last comment something that we wouldn't have seen from him last year? 
like, you know, the last comment about United, is that something that he would never have said before? I don't know whether we're giving him credit for, you know, just saying that he's happy at the club that he's at at the moment. But I don't know, I kind of see that comment as maybe, maybe we wouldn't have heard that comment a year ago. Um, and, and maybe he would have just said, well, you know, Real Madrid's a dream. But last year, because he was actively looking to move, he wouldn't have said that last bit. Do you know what mm. I mean? I think there could be a little bit of a message to the board in it. Um, but I do totally agree with what you said. Like, it's one of those ones. It's just like, just, just, just leave it. Do you know what I mean? It mm. reminds me of Ronaldo when he was saying, "Only God knows" all the time. Um, which, again, you know, you couldn't blame Ronaldo for for wanting to play for Real Madrid. That's totally your choice. But just, just allow it. Like you say, it's not gonna change things. It's not gonna stop agents talking, or it's not gonna stop clubs being interested. But again, I think it was probably the wrong person to come from because of how, how like, you know, everyone's so, you know, it's either black or white with him. You, you, there's no in-between with Paul Pogba, but in the same way, could could the players, remember when Rain Rooney handed his transfer request in and he, and he wants mm-hmm. to go City? It was the wrong thing to do and fans were angry at that. But his reasoning kind of got lost in, in, in the heat of that. Um, could we be seeing players at United kind of start thinking we're not we're not challenging? And again, this is kind of about Pogba, but not about Pogba. Um, he's one of the players that would have came here, and the club would have been saying we'll be looking to do X, Y, and Z, and we haven't done that, or we, you know, the club aren't offering a contract. Does this dig deeper at the issues at United? Some of these comments, maybe in terms of he hasn't got a contract offer from the club, is that not worrying? A little bit, and you you know you you touched on a point there. Maybe it's not just the, the contract thing as well, but you know as a player, no way you pull pop or anyone. You look at the, the the transfer dealings we've done, and the transfer dealings that some of our rivals have done, the players that they're playing alongside, and the players that you're playing alongside. And you just think, you know, where's United's ambition here? You know, I, I, you're looking at it and you're seeing like the scouts obviously bringing in uh, Thiago and, and obviously the, the levels they were 33 points above us. City have gone big again. Chelsea have gone ballistic in the transfer market. And you see us bringing in, you know, okay, some decent players, but not really pushing on. And then you add the contract thing into that as well. So you've got like a double whammy. And it's like, you must be a little bit frustrated. And with it, you know, there's always been this argument about Paul Popper of, is it the fact that, he hasn't got the players around him or should he be performing better anyway? And should he be like the Brian Robson figure of being that best player in the team that elevates those around him? Or should he be a player who's got, like he had at Juve, class players around him so he's able to thrive? And I think that, yeah, you know, yeah, he might be frustrated and there is an element of that there to it. But still, I mean, I know you're not doing it, but there's no excuse for me in, in these sorts of comments because I just don't think they do anyone any favours, regardless of where you're at with your contracts or your, your feeling about the clubs in you know, I'm all for giving these owners a message or whatever, but I don't think that's the way to go about it. Jay, did you know that uh, you can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries? See, I've heard about this, right? And this is obviously probably more relevant than ever when it comes to unlocking shows and movies and sporting events um, in other countries. Mm. But I wasn't sort of well up to speed with it. If you pardon the you're such a you're such an amateur, Jay. Let me fill you in a little bit because ExpressVPN unblocks content. It lets you change your online location so you can control where sites think you are. Basically, all you do open the app, click a location, select a button to connect, and then refresh the page, and you have access to thousands of movies. Jay, how does this sound? You can supercharge your Netflix uh, subscription with way more content. Listen to this. The Dark Knight and Brooklyn Nine-Nine are in Canadian Netflix. Rick and Morty is on French Netflix. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is on Australian Netflix. And it works with everything. It works with Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube. And you can finally access the free streaming service Peak. Just change your location to the US. How does that, that sound? sound? That sounds great, mate. I've not seen the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for years. I used to love that when I was growing it's- up. <laughs> exactly it's absolutely amazing and also here's something else Jay why I know you're thinking you're thinking a lot of things you're thinking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air you're unlocking potentials but you're also thinking why would you choose ExpressVPN over the VPN great question that's what you're thinking isn't it well it's because you can stream in HD with no problem there's no buffer or lag I've used VPNs in the past and it always wants to stall you to slow you down it takes time it makes things take longer to load because it's going through too many filters 
ExpressVPN, there's no slowdown, no buffering, no lag, just works seamlessly. It's also compatible with all your devices, your phone, your laptop, your media console, your smart TV. I had a rumor that if your dog's got a, like a microchip in its neck, you can pop ExpressVPN on your dog. Get it speaking French if you want to. Not only does it let you change the location, it also encrypts your data so you can surf the web safely and anonymously, which is more important than ever these days with your targeted ads, with everything being a cookie and a click and trying to make sure that your uh, internet experience is completely monitored and tracked. It's nice to know you can have a bit of security in it, Jay. It is, mate. It is, and I've used um, ExpressVPN. I was saying to you earlier, we used it um last season as well obviously certain games and sporting events it's proper handy for um so at, at times as well where you know we're not able to get to many uh sporting events or games and it's perfect absolutely perfect all you got to do is go to expressvpn.com extra to get three extra months of expressvpn for free that's expressvpn.com extra and, and he's got to know as well i'm just kind of like saying like as fans, should we be looking at these? Like, I'm not. I'm not looking for any excuses. For there's no excuses for Pogba's performances. Or, like I said, I, I echo some of the sentiments said about them. I'm just kind of trying to like, is there a, is there an area for a different conversation here? Because we're seeing a player come out where the club have been briefing that the contract negotiations are going to happen, but they actually haven't begun yet. Or is that just him saying, "Oh, it's my agent that deals with it. I haven't spoke to the club person." Like. Because it's translated from French, it's difficult to kind of gauge how he was saying it. But, like, could there be something where this club are just showing again that they're failing to act on something? Um, we saw it with Ander Herrera. They let his, his, his uh, time tick down. And we know with Paul Pogba, look, even if you're going to sell him, you don't want to give Rayola a sniff of the possibility of, of, of him going on a free. Because it will happen, do you know what I mean? And it's like... if. It, even from a financial decision, United should be looking to get this contract sorted out and we're failing to act yet again. Um, it just seems really slow. Sorry, sorry, John. No, sorry. It's just, like I said, it, I, I do agree that once again, we're seeing probably United acting a strange or unpredictable or unusual or undesirable, whatever you want to say, way around his contract. And the thing with Ander Herrera as well, the thing that baffled me with that is he signed a five-year deal with United in you know whenever it was 2014 he played that contract out without being offered a new contract until a few months before it ended and just that was just one contract at Manchester United that under Herrera had so I agree United have got you know very baffling and, and strange ways of dealing with things in terms of the way Pogba's dealing with it it's I guess you know if you isolate it it's nice that he said we're trying to get this club back to where it belongs, all that sort of thing. We didn't hear much of that from him in the sort of 12 months before, the last 12 months, if you know what I mean. But it's, it, you know, it's it's no more than one step forward, two steps back, is it? Because he knows what's going to take the headlines. He knows what people are going to dwell on. He knows what people are going to talk about. When you talk about moving to another club, especially a club you've already talked about moving to in the past, he's got to know that that's how it's going to be interpreted and, and all that other stuff is going to get washed over because that's that matters more than, well, a contract you know, talks might happen, but they haven't happened yet. And if he'd have said that by itself in an isolated quote or an isolated incident where he's come out and said, I want to stay at Man United, or maybe not even that, maybe just saying, I want to get this club back to where it's meant to be. There's been no contract talks yet. If that's all he said, then you've got, then the articles will be, Paul Pogba encourages contract talks. Paul Pogba piles pressure on Woodward for contract talks. That's what the articles will be. But he knows that if you say these things in another, in and amongst comments about moving to Real Madrid, he must. He has to know that the, uh, dominant, the headlines are going to be Paul Pogba wants to leave. Rio, Rio mentioned something similar with his contract and that he mm. never got any notification. He's sat in the dressing room at Southampton. Ed comes up to him and says, you know, we're not renewing your contract. That like, there seems to be... Everyone knows it. I don't need to... There's a shoddy way of doing yeah. business, do you know what I mean? And I think everyone's seeing that at the moment. Mm. Um, and it, it's something that's been consistent. Um no excuses for Pogba's comments about Real Madrid, but the fact that they haven't offered him a contract yet is baffling to me when they've been speaking about it for, for God knows how long. Um, it's it, it's an easy win as well, isn't it? It's like, you know, if, with everything going on, if Pogba was to sign a new contract, I think that pleases a lot of people and it's like, oh, good, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It is baffling. I mean, if yeah. he seems, from what I gather, from what we said in the summer, was like that he was open to a new deal. Then you know if you get that done, 
I know it'll piss some people off when you go, it's like a new sign or whatever, but if you bring in some players you're in and you've got Paul Pogba tied out a long deal, then it's a little bit more positive. So I don't know, man. I just, it's and, confusing. And from the club's perspective, yeah. I think from the club's perspective, if they come out and, it, and it's very clear that we've offered him, you know, 300 grand, 350 grand a week on a new deal, if he accepts it, then great. And if he doesn't, then at least it shows the club had some level of forward thinking and competence and we tried to cover our backs with a player that we've got. Like The worst possible case scenario is for his deal to run out without us offering him a new one. And that's currently where we're at. So you think for the club's sake, even for just for self-preservation, let alone trying to win things on the pitch, come out, offer him a deal. If he rejects it, you can blame his agent, you can blame Pogba, who a lot of people don't like anyway. If he accepts it, it's great deal by the business. Uh, by, it's great business by the club. If you just wait and let the deal run down, it's pathetic. So they have to offer him a new deal. They're literally making themselves look as bad as possible at the minute. I mean, even if we, even if like we get to a position where I think part, I want, I want nothing more than to see this guy succeed at United and lift the big trophies. And I think he's, you know, I think he's been harshly judged over the years. Um, I think he's been yeah. criticised rightly recently at times as well. Um, and I think there's been periods like when we won the League Cup, Europe, Europa League. You know, the season when I thought he should have been player of the year. I think he's had periods where he's been class and never really gotten credit. But then he's had periods where he's been massively inconsistent as well. I'd love nothing more for him to just be a success at Manchester United and, and do well. I like him as a lad. I like him as a footballer. But I do feel like we could get to a point maybe at the end of this season or at the end of the season after that, where we say hasn't really worked out. Cash in and get someone like Grealish, move on. And let him go and play elsewhere and, and and tear it up, whatever. But you you lose the opportunity to do that when you don't mm. get tied down to a deal. Do you know what I mean? You you lose all the cards, and then what? You let him go on a free. We haven't got money for a replacement. And even if we sold him, like fuck, are they going to replace him? Or do they do they then think we just bought Bruno and Van der Beek? Like fuck mm. them, we don't need to replace him. Which you you kind of feel the board would would end up doing so. It's a weird one. Let's move on from, from this topic uh, to another topic. Um, Premier League football on pay-per-view. Um, Newcastle against Manchester United will be £14.99. Um, what do we make of that? And uh, you have well, coverage already, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read through the article so we can go over the details in the world. Um, so this is from Daily Mail, but obviously it's been reported everywhere. Uh, Sky Sports and BT tell locked out football fans they will. Sorry, uh, Sky Sports and BT tell locked out football fans they will screen five extra matches in each round of fixtures uh, on a pay per view, but will charge fifteen nine uh, f- uh, fourteen sorry ninety nine for each game. The Premier League has revealed plans to launch a new pay per view service, which will see punters asked to pay fourteen ninety nine per game to view extra matches. In a strategy likely to infuriate viewers, Sky Sports and BT have launched a new service in time for the next set of fixtures to show an additional layer of matches. These games aren't included in the designated television schedule, but will be available for an additional cost uh, uh, to subscription fees on their box office channels. The fixtures uh, on the service will be uh, five 3pm kickoffs on Saturday the 17th of October. Chelsea, Southampton, uh, Sheffield United, Fulham, Leicester City, Villa... West Brom, Albion uh, and Burnley and of course Manchester United against Newcastle uh, again you know uh, the Premier League has confirmed games not already uh, selected for coverage on BT Sports will uh, until the end of October will be available via pay-per-view since football returned in June all matches have been televised uh, but the Premier League have grown agitated and essentially it's essentially given away their product for free since lockdown additionally broadcasters do not want to pay extra for rights for more games the new pay-per-view service is a product of these concerns so essentially it's 15 quid a match if your match isn't one of the games chosen over the weekend. Um, so, you know, if that if that's for the rest of the season and, you have, and your team happens to not be on telly at all, that's 570 quid on top of your Sky Sports subscription to watch 38 matches. Um, and now I assume most teams will be on telly at, at least a I couple of times. I'm surprised people get dodgy websites. I mean, uh, dodgy box again, if you want to watch every single one of those games, by the way, five, 15 quid each, if you want to watch all the matches, that's £2,550 a year you're, you're paying to watch all those three o'clock kickoffs on top of your Sky uh, subscription. I'm just going to buy this but- DVD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, because at this rate, that's what the score is going to be. Fuck that. 15 quid. 
I can't believe there's actually a DVD of that game. <laughs> we still won the league that season. Like, that's the thing. We still won the title and they finished second. Um, <laughs> that's it's so just like this season, this season we've lost 6-1 against Spurs, but we're going to win the league. It's like, it's meant to be. It is written. <laughs> it's just, you know what? It's just so infuriating because, like, you see, you know, like, you expect a fair enough paying money for your season ticket to go to a game and watch a game, but to actually have to pay, what is it? What did you say, Joe? So, 560 quid? 570 if, if if all 38 of your team's matches are on there. I suppose it would be 34 now because the first four rounds have, have been on, so take a few quid off for that, but yeah, 500 quid-ish. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And also, it's like you're encouraging people to sort of, I don't know, all pile around the mate's house and watch it in the middle yeah. of a pandemic, which just seems fucking stupid. I mean... Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so they have to pay for the pay-per-view. <laughs> can't, afford to, can't afford a mask or hand sanitizer. Fucking, yeah. It's just it's just a joke. Um, and it is, it's just a kick, and the same old thing, isn't it? To treat fans badly anyway, and now we're just getting treated even worse. And yeah. when everyone's like, you know, people are on left fewer, lesser wages because of furlough or whatever, people are struggling for money, people can't get to the games and you want to see the football, you think, oh, right, they might try and sort of help us out. But no, the opposite is true. And now they're charging you 15 quid or whatever to watch United away at Newcastle. I mean, it's 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 a joke, and it's like where's you draw the line, and where as fans you draw the line, you say right, I say I'm not paying that. But then again, you want to watch the game, or you just it's like Mac said. I know you know not encouraging it, but I'm saying lots of people will just think fuck that. I'll find it on the site. At some point, I know you say you're not encouraging it, but at some point you think it's this is the only option here, isn't it? To to, to stream it to get some 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 of the stream. I know again you shouldn't be encouraging illegal activity and 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 all that sort of thing, but you just think. If, if you're already paying, you know, what is it, 70, 80 quid a month you pay for Sky and, and Sky uh, Sports and all that kind of thing, and then BT's another tenner on top of that, and then it's another, it's, your game's not on that weekend, so it's another 15 quid on top of that. You're spending yeah, close to Prime. Amazon Prime, so you're looking at close to 130, 140 quid a month to watch to watch United play, if you're lucky. It and just, then, yeah. just, if, if we're going to games, that's another 750 or whatever yeah. is on top. It's fucking boring. Yeah. In Canada, you get the zone for $150 a year and you get all Premier League games, all Serie A games, all Champions League, all Europa League, all MLS, NFL, NFL, MLB, WTA, tennis, boxing, UFC. $150. Exactly. And, and also, this is a product of... Exactly. This is a product of how inflated the, <laughs> the, the rights the rights for the telly have become for the Premier League, which is something that we've seen going up exponentially over the last sort of twenty years, and something that we've always said this isn't sustainable. This can't work. This is going, you know, the, the, this this bubble's going to burst at some point. And you see now when the bubble does burst because of something outside of the the control of the, of the broadcasters, that money then and that profit and that uh, you know imperative to to make money back on their investment trickles down to the viewers you know this was meant to be sky sky paying this or whoever it would be to the premier league whereas instead well we can't make that work because of the of the pandemic so let's just charge the fans that instead because they're thick enough to pay it you just think it just it's treating you like be just just an idiot it's treating you like you'll do whatever we say because you like football that much and we know it you just think fuck off oh uh, 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 to play devil's advocate again go on then again are we just being moany bastards for the sake of it? And is this just not sport? Like, people moan about the sport not doing well, people losing money, clubs shutting down and this and that. Is this not the price to pay for that? I get nah. where you're coming, coming from, Michael. But, you know, times are fucking hard. People are skint. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, I speak from experience. Like, people are struggling and making sacrifices. And a lot of people now are going to have to make a sacrifice of watching football or go down a route that, you know, you're not meant to be allowed to do. And it's just like, mm. it's yeah, I get it. Clubs need money or whatever and, and businesses need money. And oh, are we all being moaning? But people, the reality is people are struggling. And now you've, you're sort of given a, a tough choice of you either pay it, money that you've probably not got, or you don't pay it and stream it or whatever. The, the thing is, you're going to have to try and watch it or just not watch it at all. And, you know, I know, all right, football can be depressing, but fucking hell, you know, we all need sport and stuff to cheer us up a bit or to watch and it's a hobby that we need and it's like again it's just ended up costing us more 
And I think now, you know, it's just like every day there's another fucking whammy with the pandemic where it's hitting you in places it shouldn't. Do you know mm. what I mean? And it's like, like it's just, yeah, well, that's, well, that's not necessarily where it shouldn't. <laughs> that's where I like it. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, oh, you know, music's getting hit. The theatres are getting hit. The cinemas are getting hit. Oh, now if you want to watch football, you've got to pay an extra 560 quid a year. Oh, fucking nice one. What else is a? Do you know what I mean? What else can we possibly find to add on to this pile of shit? Split your cheeks open. And and also, the, another thing as well is you saw. Trust me, they're going to be at our door. The army not going to do Yeah, that's that's you know you know where that is, right? Come on, Joe. <laughs> um, they say as well, like I've seen some people saying, you know, these are three o'clock kickoffs that wouldn't have been televised at all afterwards. So otherwise. So it's just an option for you to, to watch it if, if you, you know, and matches that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to see because obviously it's illegal to broadcast three o'clock in the UK. But what they'll do is they will put matches on this higher tier going forward. I, I, you can bet your life they'll put Man United consistently at that time. They'll put games that they know will sell so they can make extra money on those matches because at the moment it's just the games that happen to be three o'clock kickoffs. But now they know that this is the schedule. You can bet your life when the next load of TV fixtures comes out, United versus City or United, whoever it may be, will be part of this 15 quid thing because they'll make more money from it. So at the moment, it's just like, if you want to watch an extra match, you can. But they'll leverage this in the way to make the most possible money that, that they can. It's not just, oh, here's an extra service if you fancy paying for it. They will turn this so that it's the most possible money they can make. So, yeah, it's just, it's just shit. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I agree. It is two B H. Yeah, you did say three or cock in there somewhere, Joe. Yeah. That, well, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What what what's next on the agenda? agenda? Let's talk about let's talk about um, Ole p- potentially briefing the 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 press. Uh, with what? Yeah, good, good news. Good news first. Good news first. Go on. Okay, go on then. Everybody thought Eric Bailly had done his hammy in. <laughs> we were all crying. We were all sad. We were in glass cases of emotion. But he has posted on Instagram and said he's just tired. <laughs> no, I'm just tired. <laughs> no, hey lads, you know when you're really tired. You the hamstrings. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, oh, I'm. Oh, I'm not half tired, me. Maybe it was cramp, yeah. What about cramp? Yes, both. I'm glad he's all right. I'm glad he's fit. I think, he's lying. Um, I think like he saw the panic and he's just like said, if I just pretend not to be injured, I reckon I can get through games. <laughs> I'll get through a game with one hamstring. I'll be all right. That's his new technique. Just play injured and pretend you're not. It can't be much worse than what else has been out there. I know he was part of it the other day, but bloody hell. Can't get worse than that, surely. Nah, what we'll a team get a running we'll team. We've been we've been saying this, haven't we? We're sick of this in and out, in and out stuff. And uh, you know, he's he plays a few games and he's injured. And I hope I don't I'm not just gonna judge him against Spurs because that was a shit show for everyone. So hopefully if you get someone in the team, there's a player there, we want to see it. Hmm. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully there is. Sorry, go on, Joe. Should we have should we talk about, about the CSPN stuff then? This is depressing, it's, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it's, Adam, in case you hadn't noticed, it's not great at the moment, mate. Can we? Shall we? Shall we? I've got some yards over here. Smashing the gaff up for? For God's sake, Adam. Jesus, Wes, oh what are you God. doing? Let's be proper history, FC. Come on. Let's let's talk about this shit. Come on. Come on. Which what one's that? 99? Yeah. yeah. David May there. Give me a page number. Uh, 202. Uh, 750. There's 200 odd pages in here. You know. 202. No, 202 uh, because it's about the academy. All right, 147. Well, Let's not play this game of give me a page number then. Why don't you tell us a good page number that you're willing to let us guess? 147 is the FA oh, gr- final on my... 10th birthday, the 20th. He was that against as well, very topical. 1999. Newcastle United we played. Can you remember the goal scorers, Joe? Uh, Paul Scholes. Yeah. And, oh, go on. Came on as a substitute. Teddy? Yes. No Teddy, no treble. There we go. No treble. Can you remember the video enough? 11. (laughs) No. 
<laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, Schmiesel in that. <laughs> um, a smoked sausage that does, isn't it? Pe- Petter Schmiesel in that. Uh, <laughs> Neville, Stam. I'm guessing pretty much. Ch- uh, no. No. Henningberg, Ronnie Onsen. No. Yeah, Ronnie Onsen played. So you got one Neville, Ronnie Onsen. Uh, Irwin. Nope. Jay, take over, mate. <laughs> so far, you've got the goalkeeper, the right back, and one of the centre backs. Who played left back and the other centre half? Was did Phil Neville play? Phil Neville played at left back. Did David May didn't play, did he? He did. Fucking hell. Well, I've had enough of this game already. You can throw that fucking bin out of the uh, book out of the window. <laughs> midfield, the midfield was the classic. Beckham yeah. all gigs. Oh. We had. It's. It, right, Andy Cole and, started, didn't he? I know yeah. this. Yeah, Andy Cole and was it not Solskjaer? Solskjaer started. Yeah, we got, got it. We got, got it. it in the end. Do you remember those days when you could just rest half your team and still win the FA Cup? Could have Dwight York board, on the bench and then go on to win the treble. Yeah, our bench, our bench was pretty decent. It was Stam, Sheringham, Blankfist, Van der Hout, and York. Fucking Come on, bench and half that. Should we do another page now? <laughs> no, let's get back into this stuff. Let's get back into the into 2020, the hell that is 2020. How about this little book of Man United? What is it? What's all that about? Give me a page number. It's got 170 United quotes. Go on, Joe. Uh, 11. All right, 11. Better be about gigs. Fucking hell. What a podcast this is. Who said this? Go on, I like this game. On the day of a youth team match, I'd go to the pub with my dad and brother to have chicken and chips in a basket. Nowadays, I wouldn't go near a chip even two days before a game. I know this because I've... (laughs) Two days. Why is this in this book? (laughs) Three days before a match, I'll have chicken and chips. Uh, Is it... um... Gary Neville. Yeah. Well done, mate. Oh, you're brilliant. Yeah. That's class. What, give it away? Chips. <laughs> so not the dad and brother. Uh, I didn't even hear that bit. No. That's quality. That. that is decent, that, mate. Well done. Can we do another one after this next? Oh, for God's sake. All right, ruined in front all the time, Joe. Fucking doing this. All right, let's talk about these briefs. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. We've got to decide whether they are briefs or not. We've got to decide where these where these quotes have come from. So this is in ESPN today, and I'll give you the choice quote. It's basically talking about how Solskjaer's felt, again, that he's not been back properly. Um, While Solskjaer has been diplomatic when speaking publicly about United's repeated failure to land his top targets, sources said sources said he's frustrated at the missed opportunity to sign Haaland and Sancho over the past 12 months. Solskjaer met Haaland last December and believed he had struck an agreement uh, with the then FC Salzburg striker over a January move to United, only for Woodward to pull the plug on a €20 million deal because of agents' fees and the insistence of the Haaland camp that a release clause be inserted into his old Trafford contract. Where's this come from? Do you think there's truth in it? Would you have had him if there was a, a, a release clause in his contract? Do you speak then? Sorry, gone out here. Oh, you've gone, Adam. Adam, your mic's gone. Go on, Jay. You hear me now? Yeah, you now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I pressed mute. I'm, I'm on my mic. Fucking idiot. Um, Fucking hell. It sounds like Maka was saying there about briefs. Like, it sounds mm-hmm. like Ollie might have had a word with someone and said, look, I wanted Haaland. We could have got him for 20 million. Woodward had me over. And would I have had him? 100% I would have had him. You know, I've said this a few times. Like, listen, we all like to hold in a Gallo and we got bought in it and he was a very positive person to have around the club. But he's not in the same class as Erling Haaland. I think we all agree on that. And I think you look at United getting to three semi-finals last season. You know, if you get Haaland in, for me, at least one of them, you can look at a trophy. 
And it should mm. be about winning trophies, not fucking getting to semis and, and finishing third. We want to see United winning things. And I think Erling Haaland's the type of player that does that. And OK, he's got a release clause and you might not be proper enamoured of that, but so fucking what? If he comes for 20 million, wins us a trophy, and then even if worst case scenario, he ends up leaving next year for 55 million or whatever his release course is, is that a bad thing? Is that terrible that he's come and won us a trophy and then moved on? No, because the way it starts, we're not going anywhere. You know, we're not winning things. We're just getting to semi finals. And then we've got now in a situation where the manager's unhappy, we're not performing, and we, you know, we're struggling. And we've had to bring in Edison Cavani, a 33 year old who, all right, yeah, we'll get behind him and I hope he works out. But it just seems a madness to me that we didn't get a player like Erling Haaland who was available for 20 million euros, regardless of his, his selling fee. If, and there's a massive if here, all this is true. What do you think, Adam? I, I, look, I don't believe Ollie's been back properly. I don't believe any manager's truly been back properly. Even when you look at uh, when we've spent money um, for managers like Louis van Gaal, a lot of it was reactive to bad results or bad starts to the season, or you know, just just spunking money for the sake of it. Angel Di Maria, you know, did great signing, uh, but did we? Did he really want to come to United? He wants to go to PSG. Did Louis van Gaal really want him? We don't really know. So even when we've spent money, we've not spent money correctly. So And I feel every manager suffered from, from the board. In terms of the individual situation with Haaland, I can, I can appreciate the club not getting into that. I would have loved Erling Haaland as a Man United player, but without a release clause. And you're looking at, we've got, we've got Paul Pogba here, who's a Mino Raiola client who hasn't got a release clause. Can you imagine having one with a release clause, bro? The, the nonsense that would be going on. Um, I, I think it would be quite crazy, to be honest. Um, and, I, and I don't feel like, although we're, we're probably in a position where we, you know, we'd love to take someone like Erling Haaland, I don't think it's great for United. To, and, I, and I say this after the summer that we've just seen, so it's again, it's in an idealistic view, but we shouldn't be signing players that are looking to dip soon. Sergio Regina, another one of those. Like we should be signing players that see, you know, that that are coming to spend their, their best years here. But uh, we're not allowed. We're like Cavani's not going to spend his best no, years. No, 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 no. That's why you know I just said idealistic because, uh, and I found it quite funny while I was saying it that we just signed Cavani. And I totally hear that. But would you want to? Would you? Would you want to deal deal with that, Rayola mm. and Harlan? I mean, I get where you're coming from, but at least one good thing is, you know, there's not going to be any discrepancy there. If someone comes in for his clause and he wants to go, he's going. My mm. only thing is, you know, we keep... And I get where you're coming from with Regulon, right? But then, you know, and, and I sort of understand it with Harlan, but it's all these excuses. And sooner, and sooner or later, you're sort of thinking, are we kidding ourselves here? Because as a fan, I'm just watching my team not winning trophies and having this sort of attitude of, well, we're still Manchester United and we're still got that a certain way. And I get that, but you know, you want to see us challenging and we're not doing it. And then right. we're saying that and then we're going out and we're spending, you know, all right, we're not going to get our pants pulled down with Alex Tellers. We're only going to pay this. All right, fair enough. We're not going to do this regularly. All right, fair enough. But then we go out and buy Cavani. All right, all right. Well, at least it's someone, but it's 33-year-old. And you just think, mm. when do we just say, right, here's a player that we need. The, the circumstances aren't, they aren't ideal, but he could actually win us some fucking silverware, so let's get him. Because we just seem to be treading water. A lot. Even if not I'm not, going, I'm not going trying to excuse, excuse the tra- like the transfers that have happened. I'm just saying, like the fact that we couldn't get Haaland because he had a release, he wants the release clause, or we didn't want to get Regulon because of a buyback. That's no excuse for not getting the signings that we actually need. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for that. And if the club are just relying on, oh, if Haaland doesn't happen, we can't sign nobody, or if Regulon doesn't happen, I know we got Alex Tellers in there, but like we, that's the problem at the moment. If we don't get someone, there's no plan. And that's what the problem was this mm. summer. Yes, we're all disappointed we never got Jaden Sancho. But the facts are, if after August the 10th, August the 17th, United went, fuck this, Dortmund are pissing about, Ismail Asar, come, let's go. I actually respect that because I think, yo, you've you've gone, all right, fuck it, let's get our second, like, let's get an alternative in who's a young talent and let's try and make something happen. Like It shows that you've got a plan. But we almost become, if that one doesn't happen, oh, fuck. Like, that's why I kind of worry when we talk about Pogba leaving because Pogba could leave and 
we could easily replace him in the team, but are we though? Like, but are we though? Like, I don't think we are. Like, it's the same with Ronaldo. Ronaldo left, we never replaced him. Like, yeah. and that will continuously happen. And I'm not excusing the club, you know, for their transfer business, but I, like in a personal one, I wouldn't fancy that Haaland client with a buyback, with a release clause on him or a Regilon with a buyback clause to Real Madrid. Because if they do well, they're gone. Like, it's, it's fucked. Like, I don't think we should be in that position. But again, when we're in the position we're currently in, and this is what they've done to us, those kind of things, you start to think, all right, we'll just let that buyback clause slide. We'll let that, we'll let that, um, that release clause slide. What happens when you start doing that? Do you become a Dortmund? And I know at the moment, like, Again, it's it's weird, weird position to be saying, and we just signed Cavani in a in a in a in a like a a panic buy, but we shouldn't be in that position, and we shouldn't just accept like those other positions. It's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, and it, again, you got to think. I think with Raguillon, there's no way you, you would take that deal. He's not an important part of the squad that's going to win you. That's going to bring you enough short term success for it to be worth looking like we're sort of a second-class team to Real Madrid. I agree with the Reggio one, we did the right thing. With Haaland, it is a bit more of a question of what's the buy, what's the sell-on fee? If we can get 70, 80 million for him, you know, at what point is 60 million quid profit and a couple of trophies worth looking a bit silly that, uh, you know, that, that, that another team can come and can buy our players off, you, off us? I, I, I think in that situation, there's a, a deal or a balance to be looked at at least. Um, and I, I do sort of almost agree with both of you where you think, are we heading down the path towards being Dortmund here where we are a desti- or we are a stepping stone for uh, for players and we're the sort of the middle stage? Or do you sort of have to hold your head high a little bit and say, you know, we're, we're going to pass on some players that would improve us for the sake of what we think this club is? And at some point, unfortunately, you have to accept where you are and, and you know, Players maybe do want buy buy uh, buyout clauses in their contracts at Man United when maybe they didn't used to, uh, which is something that is a little bit damning maybe. But what is an important? Yeah, can... Sorry, go on. No, go on. That's it. There's an important point that could be made in what you were saying there, though, as well. That what all of us have kind of said is that the club aren't they they're acting in those instances with Haaland mm. and Regulan like we are a big club. Yeah. They're acting like Manchester United in those instances, but in other instances, they're acting like little men. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, so you, your 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 message in transfer dealings, both in and out, isn't consistent at all. Like, no. you're you're giving off one impression when you're dealing with these kind of things. Like, we're not going to take a buyback clause, or we're not going to bring someone in on a, with a release fee. But then, when it actually comes to all right. Act like a big club, then put up the money that's going to get you a player that you don't need the release. We're not going to do that, or we're not going to make the sound investments that will improve the team. Like they, they, it's it's all for show, isn't it? Like everything that they do is for show. Um, they can, it's like what I was saying before. They can sell. They, they they can't sell a football club, or they can't sell things based on football because they're not football people. Mm. But what they will do is they'll they'll make the right impressions. That will that will make um, shareholders or commercial people think these like know what they're doing. Mm. Um, they're all they're, they're just black artists, man. And the the one thing be- you could maybe oh, say is that sorry, there is a little bit of consistency in that United tend to do what is what causes them the least trouble at any given time. So we can't really be asked to work out this thing for Haaland, so we won't do it. Because and actually, we can say that uh, it makes us look like a big club because we're not bound to their demands. We also will say. You know, we're not going to pay for Sancho because it makes us look weak by, you know, spending that much money on a player. So the, the consistency is that we just sort of take the easy way out and then do everything on the last day. Like, honestly, our transfer windows, we're like, didn't it like it's like being at school with the essay. Oh, yeah, I'll get it done, sir. I'll get it done, sir. Well, you know the deadline's coming up. If you get it in early, we can you can send it me back and I'll give you some notes. And, yeah, I'll get it done, sir. And then it's done midnight the night before it's meant to be handed in. That's how we do our transfers. It's like, if we do this earlier, we get some sort of conversation going here. There might be a chance where you can talk these things through or, or that we can get a different deal or we can see that Sancho isn't going to work. So we get Saar, like you mentioned. But we do everything the night before and you expect somehow for anyone to have any confidence or any respect for the way we do things. It's just not going to happen, is it? I feel so. I agree. And I feel sorry for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because regardless of what you think about Ole, 
you know, he obviously had targets. And it's obvious yeah. that he's, in the, the beginning of the summer, his targets weren't Alex Tellez. And, well, you might say Van der Beek was on that list, but I certainly don't think Edison yeah. Cavani was. You know, he wanted, we obviously wanted Sancho. He obviously wanted Grealish. He obviously wanted someone like Upper Meccano. Those players make a difference. They make a massive difference to this mm. Manchester United team. They come straight into this Manchester United team. It's not squad players. It's starting 11 players and he hasn't got any of them. So, you know, it goes back earlier what you're saying about, you know, even when we back managers, Maka was saying about back managers in the past like Van Hal. And then you look, well, were those some of the players that he wanted? Were those certain players that Oli, um, Jose in his final season, regardless what you think of him, in the summer, did he want those players? It doesn't look like he did. So there's just no sort of structure. There's no mm. strategy, no plan. It just seems to be like you say, your homework, you know, 10 minutes before it's due in or just sort of stumbling through and then trying to act like a big club. Well, you are a big club and fucking don't just speak like one and act like mm. it. We're not bringing players. Act like it when you actually are signing players and sign the sort of players that you'd expect a big club to sign. It's, it's like, do you know, when, when people are getting into fights and they get dragged away. Yeah, that's what I thought, mate. Walk off. That's what United are. No intention of fighting. But as soon as it's split up and they know they're safe, then they're shouting over the arm of the bouncer or the teacher's in the way of them. Yeah, that's what I thought, Dickert. Like, we just do that. We just all talk, aren't we? It's, it's embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> Was that the uplifting uh, topic you wanted to talk about, Adam? Has that gone well? Has that gone well for you? No, it hasn't. Maka, get, 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 get the book out again, son. Get the book out. Go on, lad. Before we go, go it's on. Jay's turn. Before oh, no, now the press is on because you, you were like one for one straight in, mate. What page we on? Uh, go on, I'll go with uh, number 42. Ooh, it's a big number. <laughs> such a big number for such a little man, oh, isn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> this is a very short and sweet um, quote. I'm moody and grumpy most of the time. It's got to be one of the seven dwarves. I've got, hey! <laughs> I've got two two uh, two guesses here, but I'll I'll go with um, I'll go with Kino. Yes. <laughs> go on, lads. One one. It's one one. Right. We'll have the pressure was on there. We'll have a fastest finger first for the winner. You've both right, got yeah. one each so far. So okay. come on. Come on, page. Right. Uh, 74. And you pick a page, Jane. We'll go in between the two. <laughs> I'll go page 50 then. So we'll go with 62. Okay. 62. I'm glad you did that maths quickly. Quick maths. Quick maths. If we get seagulls following the trawler, then it's going to be really fast to finger first, isn't it? Right. It's a good one. It's about Eric, but it's not by Eric. Right. In 30 or 40 years' time, I'll probably boast about having played with Eric. Even before I came to the club, I looked up to him and admired his skills. I admire him even more now after I've trained with him and got to know him. He was a huge influence at the club and gave everybody a lift with his presence. That is probably what I'll miss the most of all. On hearing Eric Cantona's retirement in summer, 97. Who said that? Someone, That's someone, a tough one, isn't it? Someone we signed. Someone who signed after Cantona, by the sound of things. And yeah, and was obviously... There when he left. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you. I'll let you have a first guess here, Joe. See, it gets tricky there because I'm not completely certain of who um, we signed, what year in that. I'll, that I'll have period. a guess. I'll have a guess. I think this is wrong, but I'm going to guess anyway. I'll guess Andy Cole. Oh, wrong. <clears throat> Bastard. I don't know. <clears throat> Yeah, it's not great if you're just thinking for the people at home to just, you know. That's true. That's true. I don't know what year he signed. That's the problem. I think he signed before Cantona, so I can't say him. Who is it? Go on. Give me, tell me you're thinking, and I'll tell you when he signed. Actually, it could be one of the youth players, couldn't it? It could be one of oh, the yeah. lads who came through. Um, Stop looking for clues and just have a fucking guess. David Beckham. No. Peter Schmeichel. <laughs> Keane. No. It's Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh, oh, you know you bastard. He arrived the summer before, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Bastard. I, you know, oh, that flopped there. I knew it wasn't Andy Cole. <laughs> I fucking knew it when I said it. I knew it. It was your, it was your first guess. You definitely didn't know it. Andy Cole. I knew it wasn't him. I just, I just had to yeah. say something. Oh. 
By the way, how bad is it watching Jack Grealish tear it up? He's so good, isn't he? Isn't he's it, so good. So depressing. How much does how much does Gareth Southgate not like Jack Grealish? Bro, he did it again, you know. He did know. it again. He did it again. He loves you Mason like Mount, Gary, don't you? He loves Mason Mount, doesn't he? The, the only reason Jack Grealish started was because it was a second string. He said he's great. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna put Mason Mount. Oh what has Mason Mount got on Lampard and Southgate? Pictures. <laughs> There's something Pickford. going on there. Best thing to do, best thing to do, Maka, is just forget about England. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I want to see Jack Grealish. Unless it's like the World Cup, I don't really care. The Midland massive, isn't yeah. it? That's, that's you. And then when we get to the semi-finals, you think could be a good party in this if we play our cards right. Fifteen ninety-nine. We'll watch it all at, at someone's house. Buy it on pay-per-view. Um, what's going on anyway? What's uh, any any wallies of the week? Oh yes, wallies of the week. Almost forgot. Mm. Surely yours yeah, is Gareth Southgate. Yeah, yeah. Mine's no. poor Pogba. It's got to be. What are you playing at, mate? Honestly, can't be coming out and say you want to join another club again. Let's be honest. You did say once. Sorry. <laughs> One step forward, two <laughs> steps back at best. Is that is that is that me clutching? Yes, uh, it might be. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, Paul Pogba Seven-year deal like Alan Pardew. Um, <laughs> who's, who's your Wally of the Week? Okay. Try and make uh, it. Um, I'll go with Donald Trump. Ooh. You know, I'm don't you snell your fucking lips up at me. The guy's an idiot, man. He's just a clown. And we forget how much of an idiot he is because he's so regularly an idiot. <laughs> Because he's consistently an idiot every single day. We like don't stop and think, actually, that's just really fucking stupid what he's just said. Because it's every day. <laughs> but it is. Any specifics? I'm convinced. Um, I'm, yes, the videos that are coming out of him are recorded ages ago. <laughs> I think the CGI. I think they've like yeah. just fucking they, the they could, yeah. now. Yeah. The CGI. He's it like makes... laying in bed on a drip, fucking yeah. death store. And they're like, yeah, we'll just CGI it and just say some shit. Because it really does. The um, stock market's fucked. Everything's fucked. Well, they could have easily had a uh, a coronavirus contingency uh, video, like production day, where they film all this stuff in advance. And again, that's a complete conspiracy theory, but people do stuff, don't they? um, What are they called? That that, that pharmaceutical brand? Regeneron. 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 Regulon plays for Spurs, mate. Yeah, get your regular. Listen. That was, um, that, was, that was Real Madrid, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. At least he's not selling people to inject bleach anymore. That's He's, he's gone forward in that respect. Yeah, he's just... He does a telling, tremendous number on the virus. He's just telling white supremacists it's all right to kidnap everyone. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the latest one. That <laughs> woman, like, they tried to kidnap her. And he's, he's, he had a go at her for, for the... Because she almost got kidnapped. First off, you're shit and you only got saved because yeah. of my guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how he's like, you know what? I save people even if they don't like me. That's how nice I am. I'll stop people being kidnapped even if they don't like me. So you're welcome. <laughs> like, if it wasn't so dangerous for the world, it'd be hilarious. Oh, man, definitely. Who's yeah. your Wally of the Week, Adam? Wally of the Week is... Gotta be Southgate. Gareth Southgate, like... How can you, how can you let Tammy Abraham and all them like yeah, Jaden Sancho? I don't know who he thinks he is these days. How I've can heard you of it. Starting, <laughs> how can you let them like get away with that? When all Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden they would link two girls, like they got punished twice. It's a joke. Them like yeah. twenty people. They actually broke the law. Actually, yeah, Gareth Southgate let him off the hook. What is it about Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden you don't like? Northerners, is he yeah. that's what it is? He's just like Boris Johnson, he ate the north, <laughs> <laughs> the harrying of the north all over again. <laughs> it's just just punish them, and then he don't like the Midlands, punishes Jack Grealish. What, what have we ever done to you? So. Unfair. Fuck Gary Southgate and um, sack him before the Euros so we can win it. Get Jose in. 
get Joel Green. Um, Scotland are into a playoff final. Unfortunately, Ireland got knocked out, but Northern Ireland got through. You see that? Does anyone care about international football now? Not really. I'd be lying if I said yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Give me a World Cup. I don't mind watching England in the World Cup, but yeah, you know, like last night. Right. Thank you for watching. Make sure you're keeping it locked to the Devils podcast, subscribing on iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, all that good stuff, um, all your other good podcast outlets. Um, thank you for tuning in. Can you leave us some reviews as well, please, on iTunes? Make us trend in that or whatever it is Peter Crouch does these days on top of the podcast charts. Um, follow Joel Smith on Twitter at JoelSmith93. At Jay Marty, uh, subscribe to Stretford Paddock. Find us on all your socials as well. We've hit 500k on Facebook recently, um, so get on that. And um, Jay is wearing an incredible Hulk mask, which I think says it all for where we're at mentally right now. We've been Stretford Paddock, this has been the Devil's Podcast. We're out of here. Ta-ra. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.